Hey, what's up, everybody? My guest this week is Trevor Wallace. There it is. I got to ask because yeah. I had a, a guy named, I thought it was Malik. Uh-huh. You know, but it was Malik. Yeah. Malik B, so I didn't, I didn't want to You're on your Starbucks shit, just fucking up names off yeah, top. right. No, I know Malik. He's a good dude. Yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't even know if you went by Trev. That, Trev yeah, Trev. my friends call me that. Just Trev? Trev, yeah. Trev, but My Trevor. college friends call me T-Wall. It's this first letter and then part of the last name, Wallace. Where'd you go to school at? San Jose State, up in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're D1. We're D1. Yeah. We were, uh, we were rated 23 my uh, junior year. Big year. It was a big year for us, rated 23. How'd you end up in San Jose State? Didn't you grow up in Illinois? I was the last place. No, I grew up in, born in Illinois, and then Southern California kid the rest of my life. Oh. And the only place I got in was Arizona State, and then Northridge, which... CSUN? Yeah, oh, yeah. But even calling it that's like a little glamorous, you know? Yeah. And then San Jose State. And then I was like, ah, fuck it, they got... Because I just wanted that. I wanted, like, SEC football. Like, I wanted that, like, college mentality, like, mm -hmm. Alabama shit. And San Jose had a football team. It was, like, close well, enough. Arizona State's got a football team? Right, but to go out of state, it's, like, 50K. Oh. And you're, like, you're not... You're just... You're paying for a future DUI is what you're doing when you go yeah. there. So That's where like, Girls Gone Wild got started. Is it? Arizona I mean, State. How do you know that? Everybody just knew it. I don't know, back in the day. Everybody knew Arizona everybody State knows was that. where... He started. I mean, it checks up. out. There's random facts. I would have said FSU, but yeah. Or what was the what was the other one? They used to always say like Stony Brook, wherever that is, was like the college party capital school. Like everyone, it's the best party school. I don't even know. It's what like in upstate is. New York. Oh, okay. But they would. Maybe yeah, I it was it was that. like like you said you think Arizona State, Florida State, but it was like the number one was Stony Brook. Well, the like farther away from civilization they are, the more the party schools are. Yeah. The ones that are like four hours north of Atlanta, you're like that's where it really goes off. Yeah, and nothing to do. Nothing to do. There's pine cones and alcohol. That's it. That's all you gotta say. Want to fuck? All right, doing shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing else. Your game is low. Well, that's also you get married because you're like uh, that's just how relationships start. Like I got nothing else to do tomorrow or the next four years. You are trying to just <laughs> listen. You're Southern California. What part? Of, what part of Southern California? Like you know where uh, you ever do Oxnard Levity Live or yeah. Ventura? Yeah, from out there. Yeah, that's that's still your. It's not. It's like an hour outside huge. of LA. It's not. It's not nah, a it's small like, town. No, nah, it's like sixty k. Like where I grew up, in right outside of Oxford, Ohio. So my dad's from Defiance, Ohio. You know Defiance? That's one of them places I see in the paper. But I don't even know where it's at. Yeah, usually when somebody dies, they'll put it in the news. Or like you'll see a wrestler from Defiance High School. You're like, oh, <laughs> but you don't know yeah, where it, it, you don't it, know where they came from. It's like five thousand uh, capacity there. Is that northern or southern Ohio? It can't be southern. I don't know why I said capacity. Like it was a venue, but yeah. it's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's Dolby Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's one of those like their Friday night was a Walmart. But it's it's our outside of Toledo, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Friday seventy five area ish. Yeah. Well, Dayton Toledo's about two and a half north of Dayton. So if Defiance is in the middle. Oh, that makes sense. We're up yeah. 75. So, so how big was your hometown growing up? I don't know. We had a college, and it's crazy. Oh, Miami of Ohio. Oh, I've done that school. Oh, really? I've, I've performed uh, at that school, yeah. How'd it go? Fun. Are you doing more colleges now? I'll get back to the, yeah, what I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, colleges are great. Those, I just got back from one on Saturday. Truman State, which is four. You fly into KC, and you drive four hours. And But again, there's nothing, 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 college. Nothing, 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 college. See, you're... You're at the, you're where I was, I think every comic at some point, you get started and you're still in your 20s and you start hitting them colleges and they're the just one night. Because you don't, you can be in the cafeteria, you can be at the basketball arena. Yeah. You this don't know. This was the basketball arena. 
Till you get there. Yeah. Basketball arena, and the stage was built out of a garage door. It, was it Truman State? Truman State. And they had sushi in the green room, which I think they're just like, oh, these L.A. boys are coming through. But sushi, I remember I was in North Carolina one time, or South Carolina, and I asked him, like, oh, how good is the sushi here at a restaurant? And the guy was like, how close do you think the nearest ocean is? And I was like, that puts it in perspective. Yeah, no shit. So when I'm at Truman State, Missouri, and, and they had sushi on the table, I was like, I think I'm good. Yeah. I'll pass. <laughs> I'll pass. But it's Where's like the what, steak? I, every, I, yeah, it's something. But it was, it was uh, sushi, and then they had uh, cafeteria wraps. Are the... Colleges right now, because I am. I God, last college yeah. I did was probably five, six years ago. Are they on the cancer culture stuff? Are they open? I mean, they, they say like very obvious stuff, like hey, don't talk about these four subjects, and that's like very obvious stuff. But mm-hmm. you do feel a little more like when when certain jokes hit in comedy clubs or whatever, you might feel a little like less. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they're like ooh. I think if you're doing like some art, like liberal art school, you might yeah. find a little bit of that. But for the most part, the people who come out to see me are you know. They have nautical star tattoos somewhere, so they're yeah. feeling good about themselves. You know? I, always, I always tell the, the, the advisors, I go, you got to ask, uh, before I get there, I got PG and R, what yeah. do you want? And it gives you the out. Oh, so you, you know never I mean? do PG-13. You're either boom or boom. Yeah, I'm like, nah, P, what do you want? Yeah. You want PG or R, because I got in trouble. Let me just make this about me, even though it's your interview. Have you done St. Edwards in Austin, Texas? No, but I'm going to be in Austin this weekend, so I can swing by. At the comedy club? Uh, Cap City? No, no, no. Oh, you had a college? No, there's, the a, there's a festival out there. Yeah, oh, the theater okay, out there, yeah. yeah Austin's, that's, that's become the new hub. Yeah. Yes. But uh, St. Edwards is a college in Austin. They have two black girls pick me up from the airport. Mm-hmm. We go to lunch, and they were talking about the show, and then they go, oh, yeah, yeah, some brothers are coming. From the, she said, the brothers are coming over from Holy Cross tonight. Okay. Get to the show, do my show, get done. The advisor goes, did the girls tell you who was coming to the show? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. The brother from Holy Cross. Yeah. He, he was like, and you just decided to do that show? I go, what do you mean? No, they meant priests. The brothers are coming over from oh. Holy Cross. So I didn't understand why every time I cussed, the, the place went nuts. And all the kids were like, that was the greatest show I've ever seen. And I go, really? And yeah. then they were, they like, the kids were telling me they get mad because the priests come over from Holy Cross showing support. For oh, Saint Edwards, but that makes everyone. But they messed out. the show up because if it was in the contract, damn. If they show up, the show has to be PG. Well, I had a middleman. Oh, so you were edgy. Yeah, I never saw the contract. My yeah. contract was with the third party that booked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he signed the contract. I was like, I didn't. And you didn't, didn't have to cuss hard. You said, "God damn!" And it was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. That's all I said. I yeah. said, "Shit!" And he was like, "Oh!" <laughs> he said the ass word. He said they're running around. The, the kids are shitting proposing on the table. to each other. Marry me. He said the ass word, bro. I'm getting toilet paper thrown. <laughs> That's crazy. Real shit. Real did, shit. Did like uh, the priest come up to you after? I never saw him. Yeah, well, I, like, they I, left the church. Night, yeah, and then I had the little meet and greet. They put you in another room, and the kids that come in and want to get pictures. But I was wondering why all the kids were just like, yo, that was the best show. That was crazy. That was awesome. I'm like this. You got to open up a Chick-fil-A or some shit, bro. That's crazy. (laughs) But in your brain, you know when you rip and when you don't. Right, I was like, that was cool, but I wouldn't say that's the greatest college show I've ever had. But the way it was... But it was everyone. It wasn't like one kid. It was everybody. That can be your lane. The edgy church guy. Yeah, like you go up I in there it. and you say hell with with not he double hockey sticks. Let him lean yeah. into it. <laughs> Do you know who's great? You know Kev on stage? Uh huh. Yeah, he. So he's like my mentor and everything. I started out. I used to work with him. I used to like be his group. His words. 
script supervisor at All That Digital, right? The yeah. digital platform. And he would take me on the road with him real briefly, and we would do churches. And I'd be mm-hmm. so in my head because I didn't know what I could say and what I couldn't say. And then he would go up there, and he would say everything but without cussing. He would be talking about sex. He'd be talking about l- drugs, drinking, but without saying it. It, it was mm-hmm. this magnificent. I was like, how do you... Because clean just means don't cuss. If you're going to talk yeah. about sex, you don't say sex. You say, like, the love making, the coitus, yeah. whatever the hell it was. But I was fla- flabbergasted to the point where I used the word flabbergasted. Yeah. I never used the word before, but that's crazy. Was, there, was it black churches? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin yeah. on stage. He's killing it. Ripping. This guy's Ripping. on studio now? Oh, yeah. Kevin on stage studio, man. He got his own app. He literally got rejected from just pitching shows and was like, I'll just do it myself. I like that. I think those are my favorite stories. I think there was like a, there's a nightclub in Las Vegas that's based off that premise. Like a guy tried to get in, probably didn't have any bitches, valid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they didn't let him in. And then he opened up a nightclub. I think that's how like Tower start, started or one of those. For real? And now it's like bigger than the other one. But that's like uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the best type of story. Well, at, we're in an age right now, like when I first got to LA, you really was at the mercy of, you needed somebody to let you in, so to speak. Gatekeeper, you needed somebody, yeah. yeah, gatekeeper, approve you. Whether it's stand-up, acting, whatever. We're in an age now where you can create your fan base and yeah, your own yeah. narrative and everything. I mean, you're, you're doing that on YouTube and TikTok. Kim on stage is doing it. Yep. And like, I hate to say old school comics like me. At first, I'd hear a lot of this comics that had, would be like, I don't do that. I ain't, I ain't doing social media. Yeah. I'm not doing that. And I'm like, you're crazy. I'm looking at what everybody's doing, and I'm going, okay. I'm too old to be doing TikTok dances on the regular, right? Right. But what I what I said, I said, okay. I have a nice library of stand up. There maybe a lot That's of these people under 25 ain't seen. Yeah. So I told my web guys to start cutting that up and post it, and like we'll get like you know, millions of views on TikTok. And I'm like, that joke is 20 years old. Yeah. That bit Dude, that's from a 2003 special. TikTok. Yeah, because I had all these videos that were just on YouTube and then I started cutting them and putting it on TikTok, TikTok. Because they're already well shot, professionally edited videos. And then you're just like, just throwing it on there. And what you got to think about is that content is like, these are jokes you worked out for years. It's shot well. It's in front of a live audience. There's subtitles, there's captions, everything. Mm-hmm. It's like meant to do well on that app because you're just like, it's like a layup. You're like, here. In between yeah. all these shitty videos shot on an Android or whatever the hell, take this, take that. Yeah. And just giving them some nice videos. Do you have your own, uh, do you have like a, a, a group that when you're doing your sketches and stuff uh, that do it with you? The same group of guys or girls? Kind of. There, there's some people I'll hit, just hit up to like film with and stuff, but for the most part, it's just me and another guy that just, he shoots and edits the stuff that I do and we both write it together. Oh. But, but there are people that will like hit up to be like, oh, if I need to collab with some people or whatever. So pretty much it's a it's a two man show you and another yeah, guy. Yeah, trying to expand. So I'm trying to get trying to grow out the team a little bit just because you can do more. Because because I'm a, I'm so you can only do as much as you can edit. I think mm-hmm. right. So I might have like five videos banked up, but if like I don't have anybody besides one person to edit it, it's just kind of sitting there. Yeah. So I'm trying to get like a whole team where I can be like, all right, do this, do that, do that. Like you probably felt great when you're like, I got 20 years in the catalog. You do that, you do this, you do that. Right. Yeah. Just so cut it, man. And and just I cut did it. it. Tell them, boys, you heard that? Just cut it. Cut it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is, like, I had, I did, like, four of my own specials. Just funded it myself and did it. So I own the content. Well, it's also what people are doing right now. So you're ahead of that curve, and then you start dishing it out there. Now, where is that? Are are those online, or are those, like, to a network? Well, I sold, uh, the first two, I never sold it. It, it I was selling them as DVDs on the road. Oh, yeah. But now they're, we'll post them. But then two got bought by Showtime. And Showtime basically rented it. They said, they said two years. Oh, yeah. And then you own but it then again. But then it's back to you? Yeah. So Great. that's what we're, 
you know, both of them, we're past the two-year mark for both of those. Yeah. At what point were you in the market where you're like, DVDs aren't selling? Because I guarantee if you took DVDs out on the road, you'd still sell a few. No, I, I still have, no, I used to order them 10,000 at a time, right? And I go through 10,000 in like four or five months, right? I'm yeah. just at comedy clubs. And then it was literally, I'm not lying, I mean, five years ago, I, I, I think I just sold that 10,000. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was like at one point I go, what happened? Yeah. And then I start going, hey, what, the, what great, I made a joke of it because I got through my, I was going through my divorce, right? Mm -hmm. And I see I'm going through divorce. I said, you know, I got T-shirts. We're doing a meet and greet. I said, I got DVDs. I said, let me tell you something. You go through a divorce, you find some shit to sell. I Yo, said, I got yeah, the crates yeah, for these. Yeah, yeah. I said, I was looking for socks. Oh, dude, if you got a, a bit to go with your merch, crushes every time. Right? Well, a lot of times people like the the DVDs because you can really autograph. Sign them, yeah. Yeah, and they're well, like. And it, it looks like a clean, it's like a representation of a time. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, we saw Gary on here and there, there it is, you know? Yeah. It's a physical copy. Right now, there's, it's, there's not even, it's all tickets are digital. I've yeah. had people print tickets that they made online, like Photoshopped. They're like, oh, Trevor Walsh in Austin, so I have something to sign. Because right now, it's just a screenshot. Yeah. The fuck am I going to do with that? Yeah. Just I didn't think it. about that. You sell merch on the road? Yeah, yeah. T-shirts and stuff? Mm -hmm. Do you have like a slogan? I don't. That, that's what I'm like in the middle of right now because I feel like my act is ever-changing just because I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll think like, oh, this would be the bit that I'd want, like whatever the hell it is, like maybe a, uh, an animation of like whatever that joke might be. But then in three months, I, I go, I hate that joke. But if you, if you order your shirts, like, I, I usually order mine a thousand at a time. Flex. And I think, what, what joke is hitting right now that, that translates into a t-shirt people want to buy? Yeah. So me, and I just got to, only thing about that is you got to make sure you do that joke in that hour. Because sometimes you get bored. Yeah. Like, I got to, sometimes I'll but forget and I go, saying. fuck, I got to do this joke to yeah. sell this shirt. And you're about to say, all right, good night, everybody. Hold on. You guys ever try to spell the word pterodactyl? And yeah. then you pull it out. But do you, I got to do my dinosaur joke. Right, exactly. But do you have like an overall, like um, like a, a phrase, like like a like a hamburger? That's the best. The hamburger one? That's the best. I still you talk about my friends. You went back with that one. Hamburger. I still talk about my friends. That is like the best. Like, I miss the era where somebody, uh, like, like comics had... Uh, a phrase or a thing or something. Like Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. Shucky Ducky. Jamario. Yeah. You know about Jamario? Yeah. Shucky Ducky. Hamburger. Those are yeah. the best, like... Take back to the comic few days. But, but, dude, it's like, I mean, those specials, I remember watching me, like, those are, like, some of the tightest, like, 15 minutes. Like, Chris, uh, not, uh, Chris Tucker's Def Jam is, like, insane. Like, yeah. with the, the Michael Jackson and everything, it's just, like, beat mm -hmm. after beat after beat. It's crazy. That's so. what, I, that's what made me really want to get into stand-up. Really? It was, like... Def Jam. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. people always say, who's your comic? Who'd you look up to when you were mm -hmm. coming up? I was like, was it one? It was when I saw Def Jam and yeah. I saw the reaction. Yeah. And I never see people talk like that. Like, that was the first time I seen people talk back to the audience on the regular. Right, And right, I seen right. the audience kind of, I was like this. Oh, that's, that lets you know. That ain't no. Oh, right, right, not, right, 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 right. You know, it's, it's weird. Did you ever do, um, the, um, Byron Allen had that show. It was just. Oh, Comics Com Unleashed? Not Comics Unleashed. It was. It was just comics. We was doing stand-up. And then you do five minutes. Oh, no, no. Everybody got standing up. I, I didn't like it because they Ooh. laughed too hard at the dumb shit, the setup. Because it was like a TV audience with yeah, like, yeah. laugh. But that, it was too hard. Yeah. Like, what's up? And then I said something that was like halfway funny. And I was like, Yeah, you sneeze and they're like, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I yeah. didn't like it was no. too staged. I mean, dude, it's some of those sets you watch it back are insane. Of, of Def Jam days, crazy. Like, especially when Martin hosted. Oh, yeah. That's like, like the best host you could have back then, you know? Yeah. 
Like, Joe Torre was good, and then they started rotating the host, but those Martin first couple years, they, and to, they still hold up today. Oh, yeah. That's what I was since, saying. I was watching some of those, and then we were watching, and then we were like, the hamburger clip came on. We're like, this guy's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just after every joke, hamburger. Hamburger. But he was doing ad-libs before the Migos. He was doing yeah. ad-libs on his own shit. Yeah. Maybe that's merch. Yeah. Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary. I used to just make it like, like my last special called Black Famous. Mm-hmm. So I, I had the whole bit about being Black Famous. So that shirt sold like crazy for the longest. It's usually just, and now think of a joke. And what about I, oh, I got, yeah, I got a shirt now that says bye-bye. It's a joke I got about. I got a I got a joke about somebody saying bye bye. Yeah, it's real simple. It is, but if that joke is hitting and you get a shirt on it, it's like just nine day. You know, just like because right now I'm just kind of selling shirts of like the tour name or, or just like my face and then like some of the characters I made and stuff. But there's not like a, I guess there's not like a specific moment in the show that's on a t-shirt is where I'm messing mm-hmm. up. But on a side note, I watched the video because I do research my guests. There we go. I watched the video where you was hiking. That was you and another guy? That was you and your guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a recent video, yeah. That, that was just, that was, uh, I don't know, I just feel like everybody hikes out here in Los Angeles, and I do too sometimes just to get out of my own head. I feel like it's good. Mm-hmm. But the people you see on hikes, it's just like the guy that brings like the Bluetooth speaker is like, what is this yeah. for? Nobody yeah. needs this. Are you, now, when you say hiking, are you talking like Runyon? Canyon nah, hiking? Runyon's a little too. Runyon's just a like a like a mall without elevators. That is a know? fact. I was thinking the same thing. It's and then you just, got this super in shape that comes speeding by you, and it, you're dude, like, it's, why? it's like you spend why? more time looking for parking at Runyon than actually hiking. Yeah, that's a fact. And it's like you're not even because like I like to get into nature where my brain's not even thinking about anything. But when you do running, you're not thinking creatively. You're just like, oh, she's hot. Oh, she's hot. Oh, she's hot. And then like my my girlfriend's next to me. I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't mean to say that out yeah. loud, you know. So it's like <laughs> you just it's, hold on, they're seal. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's there's people shooting music videos. There's girls doing OnlyFans content, covering us up with a cactus. Like there's yeah. no in in between. So like I like to go on a hike where you pass like a few people. You know, yeah. that way you can still be be out in nature and shit. But running, that's like it's literally a tourist attraction without parking. It really is. It's the Beverly Center. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No they just opened a Sephora at the top of Runyon. I don't know if yeah. you know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Sephora up there. <laughs> Sephora, they got a Nordstrom rack. <laughs> All they need is like a juice bar. Yeah, like halfway through the dude, hike. They they sell like my friend used to live at the uh, an apartment at the top right there, and they sell like snacks. There's like all food you can buy over there. Like it's an event, you know. And the thing is, is like. I think people think that they're going to do that and see the Hollywood sign. That's like a separate hike. The Hollywood sign is so far. That's like yeah. a hike. I think you get arrested for doing that. I like how you go to run and you're like, that's for beginners, and then this is the advance. Yeah. Like, oh, the two oh sides. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's wild. It's, that's where you go to be like, like, I love living in Los Angeles, but I do a hike there, and I'm like, this place is not it. Just because, like, everybody's, like, uh, on a Bluetooth or, like, mm-hmm. their air. AirPods, like, yelling. And then my agent said, like, that's, that's your boss at H&R Block. Let's be yeah. real. Okay, your agent. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. So why did um, you decide to get into stand-up entertainment? I always loved comedy growing up. Uh, it's really, I never really watched, like, anything but comedy growing up. You know, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams. Clearly, you said hamburger. Hamburger, yeah. Uh, and then I remember there was a, there was a Robin Williams special where he had a Hawaiian shirt on and he had like the mic that like the TED talk type mic mm-hmm. and I remember one night my mom was like that it was their DVD it's like you can't watch this you're too young so I watched it and I just remember like just seeing like the like the like I was just like like starstruck almost watching it it's like my eyes were locked on it and then when I was 17 my mom was like there's a local comedy club out here and in the newspaper it said like stand-up comedy workshop 
six weeks, and then you get to perform. And my mom was like, you should try it out. How old were you? 17. Mm. And when you're 17 and mom tells you to do anything, you're like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to do that, right? Your mom could be like, here's $10,000. But yeah, okay, mom. Like, so I, I didn't do it for a while. And then like, maybe like a revelation. I don't really know what happened. But I think I was like, I'm going to do the class. And then I went to the class. They tell you how to like, like I remember we would do uh, like activities or like, uh, like tests maybe. But we like essentially like, he would hand us a newspaper and he'd be like, all right, write jokes based on this. And then, like, we just go over them, then, like, workshop them. And then after the six weeks, you did a, a show. When I did my first show, like, the feeling that I got when the first laugh hit, I, like, blacked out. Like, it was crazy. Was it San Jose Improv? Is that where you did it? No, 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 no. That was at Ventura Harbor, uh, Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. Well, 17, I'm sorry. You were still Yeah, yeah, So this was out in Southern California. But, um, yeah, it was a totally, like, papered room. I think it was just free tickets for everybody. Yeah. They had some dude close it out. But I remember I did five minutes on there. I did like three one-liners up top, and then I had a story about me being the only white kid in court. Everybody was there for like, you know, Grand Theft Auto, and I got I was there for like having a, a ticket with for not wearing a helmet on my skateboard. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and yeah, I just that first pop hit, and I like the endorphins kind of like I like blacked out. I was like, w- w- and then I was just done. Like it went by so quick. Isn't it crazy? You get the, I I I was telling somebody else earlier. I was like, I miss that feeling of when it wasn't a business. Mm. When you're just so happy to get stage time and get yeah, yeah, a yeah. laugh like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's funny because when you talk about hamburger and that, I remember the first time I did a racial joke on stage. It had to be one of the first times I was on stage, did a black white joke. Mm-hmm. I literally opened like this. All right, I'm not like this. You know, like I'm, I'm cool. And, and I, I don't you mean to offend anybody. You said to a crowd? Yeah, I'm you like, said, this. I'm cool. Yeah, like, no. I, I'm just saying in general, I was like this. I was trying to get into this as a black and white joke, oh, but no. I was like this. So, like, I'm not like that, like, but I like everybody, so whatever. So I am not, don't take this a, a certain kind of way, because I'm not, and I'm, I got friends. Oh, the, the second you said, I'm cool, people know exactly what direction you're going. Ain't nobody being like, I'm cool, and then you talk about how to make a kale smoothie. They knew the second you said, I'm, I'm like, I'm like cool. Like, there's white people, and then there's like white people, Dude, you know? So what? Do you remember the joke? Or no. where, where, where was this? Uh, comedy store in La Jolla, San Diego. Oh, did you start out in California? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I started out. I was in the Navy, so I oh, started shit. in um, California. Thank you and for then, your service. Uh, yeah, no problem. You started in La Jolla, which yeah. is a, a very diverse area. Of town. Oh yeah. I'm actually going. It's funny. Like I'm going back for the first time. Like when I started in the late '90s, I'm going back for the first time to headline a weekend there, and it was. It's not even about the money. It's just like, cool. I just want to remember that stage. Because that was my, those are my open mic buddies. Yeah. It was Bobby Lee. Yeah, yeah, It was uh, Darren Carter. Nick Cannon would show up every now and then. Um, Nick Cannon was an SD guy? Mm-hmm. San Diego guy. It was, uh, I started out with Nick back in the day. Damn. He was 17, I was 21. And we used to come to L.A. from San Diego, and they call us Kobe and Piekowski. Because really? Derek Pikowski was a white guy on the Clippers. And yeah. Kobe obviously was just gone to the Lakers. They better oh, yeah. Pikowski and Kobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But Damn. I just remember those, man, those La Jolla days. And you, you always wonder what happened to the hundreds that you used to hang out with. Like, right. Kobe well, your head's always f- facing forward. You're like, I'm just going, I'm going, I'm going. You mm-hmm. don't see what's happening behind you or where people go, whatever that might be. But it is cool to bump into those people. Like, oh, shit, how you doing, man? You're doing good. And like, yeah, I just did this tour, I did that tour. You're like, good for you, man. But it's a different age now. Like, I think a lot of the comics now, you guys are getting together. We're and you cool. Got sketches. We're Real cool. cool. Yeah, we're cool. But you guys are looking to film stuff, right? Yeah, we yeah. We weren't doing that. We were going to you- Denny's and just writing. Okay. Like stand up. 
we were just like this. You know, that was a different, different yeah. age. There wasn't those creative outlets. So how, how would somebody be, like, defined as, like, making it or be like, oh, Gary's, he, oh, he's moving up? Like, Bobby Lee was the first one. Because he got Mad TV, right? No, way before Mad TV. He got to go on the road with Pauly Shore. Oh, wow. So I just remember we were like, holy fuck. That was, like, the big. We were, we're, we're all struggling open micers. Yeah. Never traveling. If you are traveling, you're driving three hours for 50 bucks somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bobby Lee got to go to Vegas with Pauly Shore for the weekend. And I ain't lying. There was, like, five of us waiting to hear stories when he came back. We were like, dudes. I remember we was at Denny's in Pacific Beach. Yeah. And, and Bobby you, was holding court. Yeah, oh, yeah. And were you guys just, like, stoked? Were you envious? Were you kind of just no, like everything? what's it like? Yeah. What, you know, what's you, the other what, side? What? what? Yeah, like, he, he told me about so that story me, recently. Yeah. They brought me on stage, and then he was like, and then we're backstage, and his mom's sitting there, and she's going to make me a regular. Yo, yeah, he told me that he, he did our podcast a couple weeks, and he was telling us about the story. Did and he say he got handcuffed to the bed by two girls, and they robbed him? We think he lied about that. He did not. So we think he, he told us at the Denny's. At you, the you, Denny's, you trusted Bobby Lee to tell you the truth. Keep in mind, we never been on the road. We thought it was just bitches, money, coke. Yeah. We thought, oh, everything goes on the road. And you're in Vegas with Polly yeah. Shore at that time. Oh, we're yeah. like this. What? Bobby said he got two girls went to his room. They handcuffed him and robbed him. And he was naked, and he couldn't get out to the cleaning lady. Came the next morning. Okay, that's kind of a door. fantasy of mine. The cleaning lady's got to get <laughs> the you out. Lady walked in. I was like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. I go room service. No like, yeah. way. We're yeah. eating it up. No way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what, wow. What color hair was the girls? Did you get it? Did you finish? Girls. Yeah. What? But he had us like boom, and then he was the first one to kind of go to L.A. and start to make a name for himself. And you know, everybody's got their own way. You know. Yeah, I never heard that from him. So I'm going out on a limb and say he, was, uh, he, was, he might be lying. He was the first one that would get that but big I, road gig. But I would lie, too. If you were that, wouldn't you come back a little bit? Especially in Vegas? I was, I was crowd surfing. Yeah. Some girl <laughs> jerked me off while I was crowd surfing. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you stretch the truth a little bit? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did coke. I, I still. Dude, yeah. I got I, I won 100K, lost 100K. That's all you got to say is you go up, but you go down, right? I won 100K, but I lost 100K. It was a wild night because then was, you have nothing to show. That you reminded me of, uh, I, I, I saw um, Artie Lang. Yeah, yeah. He was, I think he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And they said, what's the wildest stand-up story? And he said, uh, he went to Vegas and he made uh, 75000 or 150000 in two nights. It was some yeah. enormous amount of money in two nights. He uh -huh. goes, it's the most money I ever made in two nights. He goes, my account, my agents are all fired up. He goes, uh... From shows or from gambling? No, shows. Oh, wow. Two shows. Jesus. What did he say? Let's, just, let's say 75000 for two nights. He said, after hookers, gambling, and drugs, I was 5000 in a hole. <laughs> he said he called... He's like, his agent called... For the money, and he goes, yeah, I need to borrow five thousand. I'm, I'm down. I was like, Crazy. yo. He goes, he said the hooker, and then the best part about it, he goes, yeah, the hooker was ten thousand for two nights. Looked like Carmen Electra. Two nights. He was like, he just stayed. I guess the double up. I guess they're hanging out at three p.m. the next day. Five five thousand a day. I mean, you, know? you take her to a nice buffet. That's a good. I mean, that's a good date. That's you a do lot. get lonely in Vegas, so I'd invest. That's a lot. Wow, you got any uh, wild stories? I was married for a long time, so I can't indulge 
in those stories. You're talking like a lawyer right now. Till the divorce is final. Fun was never in the contractual (laughs) agreement. Till the divorce is final. I never indulged in the cooter, but I did (laughs) indulge in partaking on the stage. If I did, this is what would have (laughs) happened. Here we go. This is a real Gary. Nah, I'm thinking like, let me think before I was married days. I was still like. Or, or, Or not even sexual. It could be, you know, getting a knife pulled on you or. You know what? Or, or, what I, okay, Louisville. Okay, you want to hear Louisville? There we go. Louisville. It was all. It was the night before Thanksgiving. I drove oh. down there. It was a. It was one of them shows where it was a one nighter, which I really kind of passed one nighter. So I was like a little bit of money. I wouldn't do anything else this on a recently? Wednesday. Nah, this is 15, 16 oh, years okay, ago. Yeah. Night before Thanksgiving is the biggest drinking night. That's massive. Yeah. yeah. So they the way the room was set up though was it was. The comedy show was like eight to ten, and then it turned into a nightclub. Oh, those bar. are always successful, yeah. Yeah. So obviously the show starts late. By the time I get on stage, we're pushing ten thirty. Show's supposed to be over at ten, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So the bars on the side. So now you got these people. They're coming to the club, and the chairs oh. are on the dance floor. Oh, right. No. So I'm going. So you're. I'm kind of fighting the noise. Yeah. And. Finally, one guy was heckling me, but we were having a good back and forth. It was right. fun. And I said, well, man, if you, if you think you're funnier, man, come on stage. We can play the dozens. And I'm not lying. The dude I was talking to was fine. The crowd was fine. I looked right over. There was two brothers. Looked like they didn't have shit to lose. I just remember gold fronts. Yeah. And they were looking at me. And it was not like we're happy. Mm-hmm. They were looking at me. I swear to God, I broke the long jump record. I jumped off the stage. There was a big space into the DJ booth. So I still got the mic. So I'm still talking shit to the dude from the DJ booth. In front of the ones and twos? Yeah, there was... Yeah, you should it have was the DJ booth that had the glass. Oh yeah, the sound effects. You're like little bitch. Yeah, the air horns. I tell a good joke. He hits it. So they got them guys out of there. This is where I knew. Oh shit, this is serious. They said, when I got off stage. They took me out back, and the guy was driving me back to the hotel, and he had his gun out, and he was off to be a police officer. And I said, what did you get a gun out for? And she goes, he goes, I'm just being careful, man. And I, he goes, it's just, just better just stay in tonight. I go, huh? Like that. And he basically, the dudes were like known dudes in Louisville, drug dealer dudes, known Those dudes. dudes. They kicked them out, which they weren't happy they kicked them out. It was a hood spot. Uh-huh. And so I said, oh, no, you ain't. Could you just stay here? I'm, I'm literally grabbing my bag. I'm driving back to Cincinnati tonight. I'm oh, not yeah. staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got my car, and he literally followed me back to the to the highway. Once I was on the highway, the police escort, and under it was in, it wasn't a marked car. Oh, but right. I remember driving back. I was like, "Holy fuck, dude! I can't believe that just happened." And I got one more college story that you'd like since you're doing college. Oh yeah, yeah, please, please, please. Uh, Vanderbilt University in yeah, Nashville. Yeah. yeah, they got a thing called Spring Fest. Mm-hmm. So they they still got NACA. Is NACA still yeah, around? Yeah, they still got NACA. So they saw me at NACA. And uh, well, for people who don't know, NACA is where like all these colleges come together and they book talent for the whole year. Yeah, it's like America's Got Talent. Like you just audition with like That's a perfect three, example. three minutes and then there's a bunch of buyers from different uh, colleges and Vanderbilt Big, we like him, we yeah. like him. And then somebody's like, he's cool. And you can walk out of there with a, I mean, a lot of contracts. You can walk out of there with like six figures of money. Oh, yeah, because you get booked on a bunch of gigs. Yeah. Night. Yeah. So that's where they saw me. So they got a thing called Spring Fest. I'm assuming I'm hosting because it's an outdoor concert. But what yeah. it was, it starts at like three o'clock and goes to like midnight. And it's outside. And they have a, a, everybody gets 30 minutes. So one band gets done, they get off, the next band comes up. 
It's just like boom, 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 boom. You might get 10, 15 minutes in between to set up, but it's, it's rapid fire. And I'm going to say, I must be hosting. It's going to be a long day. I got there like 2.30. I'm sitting there and like, Nobody's really there yet, and the first band's about to go up. I said, when do I go up? I thought I was hosting. He's like, no, no, you're on from 10 to 10.30. I go, what? So I'm already thinking, that's not a good idea. Kids are drinking in a field for seven hours, and they're going to watch a stand-up guy that they probably barely know. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not a good deal. Mm -hmm. I kind of knew it. I told the kid before he brought me up. I said, listen, I got there about 9 o'clock, and it's, it's rowdy. Oh, yeah. It's Nashville. It's white drunk, too. Yeah. It ain't. Ain't rappers. Yeah, so. they're drinking out of trash cans and shit. All I know is I told the guy, hey, man, listen, before you bring me up, get everybody to calm down for a second. Throw out, they had these Frisbees. I said, throw out some Frisbees. Oh, that'll, that'll throw rile out some, some white people. Throw out frisbees? Some t-shirts. You thought Frisbees would calm people down? No, no, no. I'm saying you got to tell them this ain't music. So I said, T-shirts. They That's got, they had shit, like, dude. They had, uh, uh, what do you call it, koozies? Yeah. I said, throw out the koozies. I said, get them to the stage because they're so spread out. Get them close to the stage and let them know it's a stand-up coming, right? Oh. He goes, I got you, man. I got you. Oh, this guy no. literally goes like this. Hey, what's up, everybody? We got comedians, funny shit. Get on. That fast. I went, oh, yeah. shit. I walk on stage. All that I heard was, suck my dick, comedian. And then another guy runs up with a big thing of beer and goes, see you? Throw, yeah. Throws it on me, I go, good night. That I was on stage for literally 30 seconds. And then you right? just left? My mic's still hot. Yeah, yeah. I get backstage. The girl that booked me is crying. She goes, oh my God, this is such a bad representation of her school. We're not like this. Yeah. The kid that brought me up that I guess had something to do with the check, he was like, hey man, you're not getting your check until you go back up there. Yeah, we yeah, paid yeah, for 30 yeah. minutes. I said, dude, show's over. I said, because let me tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to go back up. I'm going to talk shit about the guy. He's going to want to fight. Mm-hmm. He's drunk. Or I'm going to get booed and more beer thrown on me. That's the only two things that are going to happen. But mm-hmm. there's no stand-up left. And then the, he ended up giving my check, and I left. So now I'm in the car, and I'm, at first I'm pissed. I'm like, man, the fuck? We ain't got beer thrown on me? And then I went, man, I'm so glad a dude threw beer on me. That's about to be the longest 30 minutes of my career on that stage. So yeah. that actually I was like, Whoo. The fact you got a check is great. Because imagine he threw the beer on you minute 28. And then you're like, oh, I just did 28 minutes for no reason when you could have just thrown that in out like half hour ago. I didn't Man. think about that. Yeah, but you got the check, and that's all that really matters. All the, and the school apologized. Oh, that's great. And then they rebooked me at a theater, like a real comedy show. They re- I yeah. ended up getting two shows out of the deal. That's great. Because they brought me back the next year in the fall. This is in the spring, in the fall. So six months later, they brought me back, and it was an actual, actual comedy show. Yeah. In a theater setting. What would you have done if the beer guy was sitting front row and he's like, Might this guy again? <laughs> he's got two Michelob Ultras. <laughs> Bring beer on! That I don't think been. anybody knew who I... This show was, was really marketed towards my audience, the black kids. Yeah, okay. When I came back to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to Vanderbilt, I was yeah. like this. Woo, that dude, when he threw that beer, I was like, that's all I said. What's up, Vanderbilt? Good night! Yeah. That's all that came out of my mouth. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's literally something out of like American Pie or something. Mm-hmm. That's a good story. I got nut tapped after a show one time. What do you mean? Somebody, a guy? Like, a, like, like hit you in the dick. Yeah. For what? She just didn't like my act. This guy was a. This guy was literally insane. You ever seen what those school? This wasn't even a school. This was. Um, this was a. Do you know Marie Callender's? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know a story ever starts well with that. This is a Marie Callender's. It's not there anymore. Up in uh, by Six Flags, Valencia, Santa Clarita area. Mm-hmm. And when I first moved to LA, there was a in the side room. They ran comedy that Friday and Saturday. And when I first moved to LA, it was just open mics. 
And I was starting to make videos, but nothing was hitting yet. But they would let me host out there Friday and Saturday. So I'd be like, all right, I can get 10 minutes every night, you know, 20 minutes on a weekend, boom, we're in, right? I'm doing that every night, uh, every Friday and Saturday. I'm hosting the show, and in the back, there's a bar, right? And there's, like, bar seats. And this guy's not facing, he's facing the bar, so his, his back is to me. I'm on stage, small room. And uh, I, say, I say something about having a job or something, because I was still working at the time. And he, and, you know, he hits me with the classic, well, maybe you should keep that job, blah, blah, blah. But he's, he's wearing one of those visors that have the built-in hair on it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, like softball dads wear. Yeah. So he's wearing one of those at the show, sitting by himself, drinking, and he, he's like, yell somebody, you better keep the day job, whatever. And I was like, I don't know, whatever. And then I get off afterwards because I had to host and seat people, and now I'm passing out, like, tickets for free shows next week. The guy comes up to me, just looks at me, stares, doesn't say anything, just hits me in the dick. And, and I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't, how do I? And then I go to, like, pull out my phone, typical white uh, dude shit, where I'm like, uh, put, <laughs> not, and then he looks, and he calls my bluff. He goes, who are you going to call your friends? And then I was like, I, yeah. And then he walked out. And this is where I think I got the victory. He, he walks out of this Marie Callender's, which is also hilarious that this is all happening while somebody's celebrating their 58th birthday. <laughs> One room right. over. And he has a Vespa scooter chained up to a light post. And he took his, and it was his ride, and he rode it off into the darkness. And I was like, this is, this is not real. This is the metaverse. Like, but that, that's where you know you won. Yeah. This you guy, won. That's, but that, how old was he? He was probably... Probably 40s. Yeah, you but, won. But had I not seen that Vespa go off into the darkness, I would have thought, I'll be like, man, maybe I should keep my day job. You know, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> but the second I saw him unchain a Vespa and go off into the darkness, it was, it was a scene from a movie. He just, like, disappeared into the darkness. And I was like, damn. I'm so glad I got that closure, I think. That's probably, that. he's probably at Marie Callender's every, that, whatever day that show was, Thursday. Probably Thursday nights, he goes to Marie Callender's. They know him. Oh, yeah. He's probably still there. Yeah, dude, it was a while. But, like, it happened so quick, I didn't know, like, what... Like, I don't know what to do. But those, as a stand-up, those one-nighters at Marie Callender's or bars or whatever, those are the best stories. Oh, yeah. We don't, stand-up's like, yo, man, I, just, I was in Baltimore, man. I ripped. I got a standing yeah, O like, like this. Boo, who cares, yeah. Right, tell, me about, tell me about the Marie Callender to hit you but, in the balls. But, but that was great. And then other friends, like, the guy would let me have my friends come up for, like, guest sets and do, like, five minutes. And then we both just be like, man, it's fuck. Because the crowd of Marie Callender's all, like, 50, 60. And, like, it, we just, we didn't hit for them. Like, our jokes mm -hmm. weren't meant for them, right? They weren't tailored for an older audience. And then some old road dog would come in and just murder. He'd be like, oh, don't laugh too loud. My wife's still in the car. And they'd be like, yeah, <laughs> fucking dumb bitch. Read in the room. Read yeah. in the room. But they would crush with that kind of like stuff. But it's just that road dog stuff, and they would murder. And I'd just be sitting in the back like, man, one day this is all going to be worth it. I swear, hold on, hold one on. day it's all going to be worth it. Hold on. One day, I'm going to rip Marie Callender's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but, well, they ripped that Marie Callender's down, and it's now Starbucks. If you drive up the five, it's just Starbucks right as you get off uh, Magic Mountain Parkway or whatever. Is that the most random place you've performed at, you'd say? That, back of a sports chalet, uh, Hooters. The Hooters on Hollywood Boulevard used to have, like, a really good comedy night on Wednesday. Oh, for real? Yeah, it, it would be hilarious. It's like, you know how hard it is to have a punchline hit harder than some double Ds, all natural, you know, up in front of you? Like, it's crazy. At a stage? Yeah. Dude, it was honestly, I forget what it's called, but, like, three or four L.A. comics ran it, and it was, like, like Bill Burr dropped in there a few times. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a spot. Like, hmm. I don't think they'd do it anymore, but it was funny. Yeah, because you'd be, like, walking up into Hooters, and the girls would be like, hey, how many for your table? You're like, no, 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 I need to go to three minutes upstairs. Goodbye. Uh, that's like Dublin. Remember, you ever heard about Dublin's back in the day on uh, uh, Hollywood? Was that the one, uh, what's his name? 
Jay Taylor. And then Dane Cook would always yes, close. Yes, Dan that, that's where like Dan Cook was like the one. That's where he like got a. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jay Davis. Jay Davis. Yes. I said Jay Taylor. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Jay Davis. No, I yeah. I heard about it. Uh, that was like where Dane got like he was working all of his shit out, right? Yeah. They got they got me good there one night. Really? At Dublin's because uh, it was similar to Marie Callender shit where I went up and nobody really knew who I was, and I went up right before Dane, right? Mm -hmm. And I had a really good set. Dane still did his thing. I'm not saying he did bad. But for whatever reason, I don't think it what Dane was used to. If a guy says to you, you did your thing up there, that's how you know you bombed. If you go, hey, man, you did your thing up there, you bombed. No, I didn't get that. No, I no, I'm it. saying, like, if you hear that now, oh, yeah. like, like, if it, like I, I mean, you're very established, but I'm saying, like, right now, if someone's like, man, you did your thing up there, you bombed. Oh, really? You don't think so? I don't know. I just feel like that's a very, like, subtle way to be like, hey, man, you gave it your A for effort. That's, oh. yeah. No, if somebody bombs, I don't even talk to them. I just, <laughs> I just literally go like this. Alright. <laughs> but there's but there's been but there's I avoid been, you. Yeah, but. yeah. But there's been nights at like some clubs where you're going up at like Saturday at like one AM and you're just like and you get off and it's rough. Someone's like, yeah, you did your thing up there. So what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it means you tried. What were you saying? So you went up before Dane and Dane yeah. did He did fine. Don't get it. I'm not saying he didn't. I thought he ripped, but I yeah. guess in his brain it wasn't what he's used to, right? Yeah. And I can tell the energy was was about the same, I'll say, me and him. And I'm Nobody knows who I am. Dane. The next week, they said, Jay goes, hey, come back. I said, all right. So was go. Dane who he is? He was on his way. Okay. It, was it was 2004, five. Yeah. So the CD didn't come out that sold three million copies and shit, but it was, he was on his way. So the next week, I, I show up again. They go, hey, Dane's got to take off, so he's going to go up before you. Oh, so I, I feel went, like that's a, a So now I'm though. closing, mm -hmm. and I'm going, oh. So he goes up and destroy with the same jokes I heard the week before. Oh yeah, with some shark bit and something like, and then he just destroys the room. He gets off, and then they go, right, Gary Owen, and it was like the show was over. Oh yeah, like I was doing the same jokes the week before. Nobody's paying attention. Like they're at the bar, they're bullshitting, and only I remember there was a table of four right here. These dudes, they were into it, yeah. they, and I said, okay. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. This show is for you four. Mm -hmm. And they're dying, right? And the guy, right when I'm about to get off, the guy goes, hey, man, don't quit. You're funny, man. Don't quit. <laughs> it was like the most motivational <laughs> shit. Like, dude. Oh, I love that. They're so at the funny. bar. They're buying me drinks and shit. Yeah, it's so funny. And he didn't mean to sound like uh, rude or anything, but that's just like a genuine thing. But there's so many things people say to you after the show that might come off as rude without even thinking about it. But that type of shit is, is hilarious. He goes, man, you should really do this. And that's how yeah. I felt in Marie Calendars because I used to take people's tickets and then seat them so they didn't see him as a comedian. They're like, oh, he's just a host guy trying some jokes. And they'd be like, yeah, man, uh, yeah, you're, just, uh, you're thinking about doing stand-up for real? And you're like, what? What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> That's hilarious. What man. about when you see like, you see somebody hacky, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I just, I'll just give you an example. So I was in Birmingham, Alabama, and so, uh, Stardom. Yeah, yeah. So my opener is, I've heard all the jokes. Yeah. I don't know where I heard them, but I heard the premises. There's nothing original coming out of his mouth. Uh, not your current opener, whoever was no, 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 this in was, there. This is I never, I don't know who the guy is. Yeah, yeah, okay. So <laughs> we get done. And he's and I'm selling my T-shirts, right? Yeah. And he's out there right next to me, just trying to get whatever he can. I don't know, straggler girls or whatever. And he's right there. And then this old white lady comes out with her family, and she did not like me. She did not like my racial humor. She was not a fan, right? She's like, that guy's not cool, right? 
She walks up to my table and looks at the guy and she goes, looks at me and goes, and we'll see you in the movies. And literally I went like this. I literally, it's like a movie. I jumped in, I go, no, you won't. <laughs> but she went up to him and she purposely did it in front of me. She walked up. Oh, how do people have to like, go out with like a, a thing, you know, like yeah. the upper hand? Like, oh, I got to say a thing to go out on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love my favorite variations when, uh, and we, we all bomb. We all have our nights that don't do well. But, like, my favorite is the variations of, like, when something's not going well. And the, give it up for the, the weights. Or give it up for the blah, blah, blah. Give it up for the... I, I saw a dude bomb so hard one night. This was maybe, like, two or three years ago. He's a, he goes, he goes Man, make some noise if you miss Obama. And I was like, that's going to forever hit. Yeah. For, but, like, it was like nothing, nothing, nothing. He said that. And the crowd's like... Yeah. Yeah, all right, yeah. In LA. Yeah, and then he's like, all right, good night. <laughs> or what about this? Who likes getting their dicks up? Yeah, yeah, but Everybody, yeah, gay guys, right. straight guys. Everybody, everybody, right? <laughs> so it was just like he wasn't hitting and was like, what's a surefire? Like, let's get the energy up, right? And it just like, the room was like, yeah, okay, I, I can... <laughs> I'm good for that. Yeah, exactly. And then he clips that and he goes, standard ovation. You know? Yeah. This is what I always see when people say standing ovation. I'm like this. Don't get you no bonuses, man. Oh, yeah? Nobody's gotten extra money for a standing O. Yeah. Ever. No, it's... Uh, and who That's, knows? So you, you think about the stuff guy... Or, or what if somebody isn't doing well? Mm. And they'll say this. Ah, oh, see, y'all ain't ready for me. Oh. Y'all ain't ready for what I'm talking about. Like, no, we are. We just wanted to be funnier. Yeah, dude. That's why I get so... like, I, I, And I used to do it a lot, a lot growing up. I would, you know, blame the audience. But, oh, that's not funny. Da-da-da. Oh, you guys don't but like as you, you just as you go along with it, you just pick all right, whatever. Then you just go to the next joke. You don't even address it. Like you could, or you just keep going. But but the fight back of the audience is hilarious. Oh, you don't like jokes about my dog shitting, and you're like, not really. But isn't it not interesting? Really. It's interesting how stand up, how you and people say it's hard, right, to get a bunch of three hundred strangers to laugh at the same thing. It is a wild thought. But at the same time, it's even wilder to think. You can get thousands of people to like all come to agreement. We don't like this guy. All at once, if something doesn't hit, yeah. Because I was thinking Without about saying anything. Right. Well, you saw obviously. I mean, you saw the Ti video. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going. I wrote for him for years. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. There's like twenty. No, no. I was like this. Really? No. Oh wow. <laughs> no, I do. There's like within the last. What week, you know about that? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, within the last like week, I feel like there's been like twenty videos that have all come out about him doing stand up. Well, I knew, well, here's the thing. He's, ha he's been hanging out at comedy clubs, and every time I come to Atlanta, he would be at all the big shows. Yeah. Right? So that's his run. It's funny how he's really close with Lil Duval. And right. Lil Duval went into music, and then now T.I. is Slot. getting into stand-up. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's just funny watching that video, and I'm like, God, all those people just decided, yeah, we're not, we don't want to hear any jokes anymore right now, that night. Yeah. All them people can come to the agreement. Without communicating or talking it's to anybody just, else. It's mind-boggling. You get a tired audience or something like that, you're just like, oh, you guys are all tired. Well, that's when a joke doesn't hit. That's what, that's what fucks me up. I go, oh, 300 people simultaneously all at once said, no, that one doesn't work. Not even mm -hmm. like 12 people were like, yeah, I know. On, never mind. Even that night at Dublin's, I had a table of four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> four exactly. guys. But, like, but ah! there are some, and it's nothing. And you're like, did, did, what happened? What's going on in here? Did checks all simultaneously drop at the same time? Yeah. Like, what, why is that not? Or how about how about when you're you're you have an okay set, and the crowd leaves and buys everything? Yeah. All your merch, it, and then that, you destroy, and you get messages. And don't sell shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Get, the, the, the nights where you think you did the worst, you're like, man, what the hell? Then you get a bunch of DMs. Me and my wife had so much fun. You're like, what the, I didn't get that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do the show again, yeah. and then you two sit in the front, okay? But you know what? Sometimes people, are, they really process what you're saying. So you might not get the laughs. Yeah. But deep down, you know, they're like, they're processing. And people get tired. Yeah. You might get them on, you know, I'm just, I'm, I really like this guy, but I'm just, I'm drained. Also, a lot of the New York comedy club is like paired with like a nice restaurant kitchen. So they're eating like a T-bone steak while you're, they're like watching. You're like, they're not focusing on your callback. You know, they're just sitting there and be like, is this medium rare or is this medium? Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you know how hard it is to do all this when somebody's just eating a double decker in front of you? I didn't think about that. I mean, it, it, it's a fact of, it could be literally anything. Yeah. But. And think about the dining experience. They're just upping it. Some of the best clubs in the world are the ones that don't serve, like, food food. Or they're like, oh, this comedy club food is shit. Good. Don't buy it. Just get drinks. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like, but some, but the, the food is great when you're, when you're hungry and you're in the green room and all that. That's awesome. But it is weird. There's certain clubs where you're, like, up front and somebody's, like, blowing on their minstroni. And you're like, yeah. right now? <laughs> right now? Your soup is too hot? Just wait. Wait till you go home. Where you got the loud, the, the, <laughs> the loud waiters or waitresses, you're like this, holy shit, dude. And, and we you, all know what he ordered. Yeah, and you, and you want to say something, but you're like, she's just doing her job. Yeah. But a lot of times, the waiters and waitresses come from different restaurants, and they're like, oh, I can work at a comedy club. We're, we're doing essentially the same thing, but they might not know. That's why the first weekend at a club is always tough, because everybody's just like coming you're talking off. talking about a brand new club. Yeah, brand new club, because yeah. everyone who worked there is probably just from other restaurants or whatever, and they're literally yelling, Chop, chop salad or no chop salad? And you're like, lady, I always this is my closer. Now. This is the merch giveaway right yeah. now. <laughs> That's what you said. What I, I said, I never, the club be like, brand new club. I go, give it a couple months. Yeah, let it I want let them it to work out the little kinks bit. first. Yes, exactly. Because I've be done, the first one in. I've done a few of the first times and it, it's really hit or miss. Really hit or miss. Yeah, especially you got, like, like you said, nobody knows comedy club etiquette. Right. As you go. And the people in town don't even know what the hell's going on. They're like, what is this place? This used to be a Leslie's Pool Supply store. Okay, yeah. so what is this? You said Leslie's Pool Supply. <laughs> <laughs> That's like mattress firm. You don't realize how many there are. Yeah, you drive uh, by everywhere. Them. But it's one of those things where people are like, they're so like, oh, wow, wow. Didn't this used to be a JC van? Oh, mm. you know what? My aunt lives somewhere over here. And it's just like all these thoughts are going on. Instead of being like, oh, Trevor's at Comedy Works? We know that place. That place is great. You mm -hmm. know? When did... Um, um, you're doing theaters now too, right? Yeah, so that's the tour I'm doing right now is this theater tour, man. What size theaters are they? The biggest is this weekend. It's 1600. Which is where? Majestic in Dallas. Oh, that's great. You done one? Mm -hmm. Fun? I do. Yeah, Majestic's cool. It's, I mean, it's, it's an older theater. Mm -hmm. It's definitely cool. But, um, I like the theaters that are stacked like on, uh, on top of each other. Some like, of three, are, like three balconies? Well, that, but like, you know when like the, the balcony is like hanging over the audience? I don't like when it starts in the way back. It's just so long. Oh, yeah, you want it to hang. Oh, I know what the, yeah, packed in, kind of yeah. just like, you know, because that comedy club feel when you go into theaters is some theaters have it, some don't. Mm -hmm. Some it's like you're just, you, it's more like you sit in the moment a little bit, but I love that like electric, like packed in type yeah. shit. I usually do, I do New Year's Eve in Dallas every year. I do, really? have you done the um, theater in Grand Prairie? No. I think it's my, my first theater tour. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite theater in the country. Yeah. What, what size audiences are you, are, are you doing? I mean, I, you've been. I'm regional though. I'm all over the place. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm saying. Like, quote unquote, black famous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't so, know what you know. What market? I I don't know why is the Northeast. You do or don't you go sell. Boston North? Uh, <laughs> not selling or you are selling? Not like I'm used to. Okay. Oh my god! Damn. Did you have a draw in Miami? 
Yeah, Miami's great. Really? I feel, dude, I like, in my head, I'm like, Florida, let's go. And then I announce tickets and it's like, boop. I'm like, oh, a two-top was sold in the past 48 about, days. Okay, you talking about a comic club or theaters? Comic club. I didn't do a theater, oh. though, but that's just a place where, like, I've announced shows there and be like, ooh, they might have to pay for this one. Yeah. But Miami's like, there's so much. Somebody told me this best. It's like these big party cities. It's like that and like New Orleans is another city. It's like their neighbor is just as funny as any comedian. And they're just a little off. They're meds, you know? So in the city's so wild in itself. They're like, I'm going to go pay for comedy. My neighbor oh, has I a do. three-legged like, dog. Why wouldn't I just watch that? I always wonder why New Orleans didn't have a comedy club. They used to have, was it Harris? They did like they basically oh, was a comedy club. Right, right. It was one of them boat casinos. Yeah, uh, I don't know his hair. I don't know one of them, but uh, I don't know New Orleans man. I'm a, I've always liked New Orleans. Like it was fun, yeah. The theater, and then they got the the Lakefront Coliseum. That's dope. Yeah. So for you, I, I, when when did things start moving? I'm just out of curiosity. Just kind of like when were you like, oh, well, I was headline. Oh, I'm Gary Owen. Well, it's weird. Like I started and a lot came. Right off the bat, like first got to LA. Got so you went San Diego, then LA. Mm -hmm. I got a movie. Mm -hmm. I got BET. I was hosting it, but it it went from I'm headlining, but I wasn't selling a lot of tickets. Being right, honest, right. I was cool, but it was like I was on a I was a hamster just. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds crazy, rate. but 2010, I did live from the Nokia with Mike Epps. Yeah, and I've always heard comics over the years say there's that one set, you know it in your bones. Like, oh, shit is about to change. When I got off stage oh, that when night, you got off? I went, oh, shit. Awesome. I was weird. I felt it. I felt, I felt almost the universe shift. I go, oh, shit. Shit's about to start happening. Is. That yeah. was the 20 minutes I've been waiting on. Yeah. And sure enough, it was like, boom. that's when Code Black first came out with the Shaq stuff with mm -hmm. Kev, Aries, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. D-Ray and them. Mm -hmm. That had just aired and... That's who was doing the Mike Evans life for the Nokia. So they saw me and then uh, think like a man got a call like, no lie. I'm talking a couple weeks later. Yeah. I was like, Jeez. what? Nobody knew what think like a man. I was the first one to sign on before they got Kev and everybody else. Really? So, well, Packer calls and doing a movie. Need a white guy to hang out with black guys, but not act black. Right, right. And, and give and take something that's not on the script. I was like, oh, yeah. it's my life. So I was like, all right, yeah, of course. And then um, everything. And so I just remember it came out. So it was probably 2012, I was in Phoenix. And I went there, and that's the first time I did a door deal. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's 50-50. And I remember I was doing the math. I'm going, there's no way. I, could, I think I'm going to make a good amount of money tonight, yeah. uh, this weekend. And you look back at the other club owners and be like, yo, yeah. you shook my hand? You knew <laughs> that you were ripping me off every night? Casey was the manager there? He was my favorite manager. Was this uh, you know, Tempe? Uh, no, Stand Up Live downtown. A great club, yeah. So he's sitting there, and I go, go in the office, and he's got the check, and he slides it over. And I look at it, and I go, holy shit! Like, literally, holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, goes, cool, yeah. he goes, ah? Ah? He goes, it happened. Not bad, it happened. kid. Not bad. And I was like, I was like, dude, are you sure? How many people work here tonight? And he was like, you know, we got 29 people on staff. Everybody's getting $10. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I saw my buddy do that. My buddy, uh, this guy, Daniel Weingarten, he's a funny dude, but he, uh, I, I hosted a weekend for him. And he, he was getting a door deal, and he had a following on Facebook. And he was just walking around giving 20s to each person working, like dumb and dumber when he's like walking up the stairs. Yeah. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was like, damn, how much are you getting paid? Yeah. But he didn't have to tell me for me to be like, oh, he was... You could kind of do the math at 
my level, if you want to waste time and get other people's business, yeah, you can kind of do the math and see like, okay, ticket prices compared to you know how many of the room holds, and you kind of yeah. get an idea what kind of percentage deals people are. Are they on an 80, 20, 90, yeah. 10? Then you get to like people like Chappelle and Kevin, like they're just kind of doing clubs when we want to do them, getting 100% of the door. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's ridiculous ticket prices. Oh, I remember I was in, last time I was in Phoenix, I was, I was stand up live and Kev was at Tempe, same weekend. Yeah. This and, was recent, right? Yeah, this was. I saw January. Kev was out there recent, yeah. It was January. And uh, I remember I, was, I thought I was doing so amazing, like ticket sales and everything. And yeah. I just, <laughs> Dude, no, I, I remember seeing this specifically because I just did. Uh, Stand up live recently, and I remember seeing that the Tempe Improv schedule, and he had like three shows. It was like Friday, three shows; Saturday, three shows; Sunday was like two shows. He was doing like nine shows. Yeah, but Crazy. they were gone, right? Yeah. So it was funny. So I, I looked at mine, and I go, "Oh, I think I added a show, and they all sold out." But it it took effort. Yeah. Right. It was like yeah. Kev sold out, and people were like, oh, get "No, on Kev was <laughs> so before I got there, like they said he right. added, he posted, we're gonna add." Another show, and I clicked on. I go, oh, he added a show, and I click back. It's already gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should have advertised yours as like Kevin Hart presents Gary Owen. <laughs> so I went over after my show on Sunday. Kev had a, a late show, so I went over and, and chopped it up with him and saw him. And I literally was in the back of the room going, "Did you fuckers know I was here too? No, you guys know I was here, huh?" Yeah. But he's. It's different though. You know, he's he's crossed over the point where there was hardly any black people in the room. He, he's just universal. Yeah. He yeah. just well. Somebody told me about the difference between black and white people buying tickets. They said, <laughs> it made sense. Because I was like, especially doing theaters, mm -hmm. I don't know what your fan base is right now. Is it mostly white? Or is it the mixed? people that throw beer at you at Vanderbilt. Oh, okay, God. That's God. very much my type of people. So, so no, it's, my it's audience, mixed, honestly. With, with the, when, the, when black people, they're like, black people see a show on sale and they know they're going, but a month out, they're going, okay, I got to get my shoes first. I got to get yeah, my outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the week before, I got to have money set aside for my hair, my nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing they buy is, is the, the tickets. Ticket? Funny. White people's different. Obviously. We want to see somebody immediately. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go fuck well, my dad's had U2 <laughs> tickets for four years now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just, John, oh, been yeah. since pre-COVID. Yeah. He doesn't even know if they're touring, but he's just DMing them daily. Oh, here's a hundred yeah. here's a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That's funny. Yeah. I never thought about that. I go, oh, that makes sense. Why? Last minute, like black people know they're going. Yeah, they yeah. Just, it's an event. It's a right. freaking event. Right. But that's you know? got to make you feel good. Somebody's getting getting uh, like a tight fade on the side, cleaning it up for Gary Owen. Yeah. It, it it don't matter. I don't care how long you've been in this business. I don't care how many tickets you sold. It's still a good feeling to pull up to a theater or anything. And it, when you get to the theater, sit by themselves, and you see that line of cars crazy coming in to see you. Crazy. You're like, that's crazy. Yeah, it almost it almost messes with my head. I almost have to be like, all right, just just, just do just do the best, you know? Because I don't want to like let people down, you know. When I, you're doing theaters, are you how many people got on show with you? Just just opener than me. And the opener's doing how long? Twenty to thirty. And you're and doing, doing an, an hour? hour? Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw Joe Coyd. He was recently. Yeah, yeah. And, and were you at the was, one where he did the forum with the taping? No, I went. He was in um I think he was in Houston. I went and saw him. Yeah, yeah. And um God, Joe did about an hour and a half, two hours, and his opener did like 10. Yeah. He got the DJ spinning. Yeah, no, no, no. That makes sense. And I know a few people that open for him. I, in my head, I just, to your point, people have been working all day. They've been at work. You know, it's like the, the more people you got up front, the more that's like, okay, no, that's another person. That's another person. That's another person. Mm -hmm. By the time you're on, 
you know, that's why I like to just do opener. Then I play a quick video. It's just like this like quick little hype up video, just a bunch of like videos smashed into like an edit of one minute, like mm-hmm. just to get the energy back. Um, that way, no matter how the person before me did, whether they smashed, whether it was like cool or whatever, th- this is like that palate cleanser. It's like, okay, that yeah. was so-and-so, now it's my turn, you know? Right. So that kind of gets it going. But but I just don't want people to be like, uh, you know, there's like five people in, you know? Because I've yeah. been with my friends and I'm like, when I'm like late on a lineup and they're like, bro, how many more people are there? And you're like, no, I don't know. Yeah. And you know the answer is seven, but you're like, I think two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that's the thing. It's like the same. You were talking about this when I got here. It's like the people that are like, can I get tickets? Also, what time are you on? You know, this and that. It's like people don't really know how a, a comedy club show format should run, how it does run. They don't know the importance of like, hey, the host is there to eat the drink orders, right? Then the, mm-hmm. the feature is there to really tee you up and then you go on. Mm-hmm. But people are just like, man, who are these other two people? Are you on if the show's at 7? Are you on at 7.01? How does this work? So mm-hmm. I just try to keep it very straightforward. I'm like, opener. Play a video, boom, me. Yeah. Well, comedy clubs... I and just, it's too expensive like, to bring another person, so fuck them. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Stand-up, like, when I do comedy clubs, it's just one person. You got the same opener for all your shows? 90%. Yeah. 90% when he can make it. I, but it, it's like you said, it's not what he's doing on stage, it's off stage. How's it? I lo- I've lost two or three guys in the last, like, five, six years just because off-stage stuff. It had nothing oh, to do really? with the stand-up. Well, that's what it is. It's like they the, get comfortable yeah. and they get entitled, and you're like, dude, they're you know they're paying to see me, right? Yeah, yeah. I had, I had one guy who's my feature. He asked for a raise, and I go, your raise is headlining. Your yeah. raise isn't me paying you. Yeah, yeah. The club's paying you. I'm, I'm and right. I told him like I was trying to tell him how the business works. He just didn't know. I was like, dude, um, basically, I'm your booking agent. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not taking ten percent of your money. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody else is booking, you're taking a percentage. Right. I go, I'm I'm here's, actually getting you more money than what most openers yeah, under get. Under the table, boom, here you go. I'm like, dude, that yeah. book came with me. Like, yeah, I think it's about time we talk about a raise. I go, your raise is not working set. with me. Was it a good set? I don't know. I don't watch <laughs> yeah. it, but I was like, to I was get shocked. Off, to get off stage and be like, I need a raise for that is hilarious. The, the way it went down was like this. Hey, man, can we talk for a minute? Uh, yeah. He was like, it was in between shows. I'll never forget it. Virginia Beach Funny Bone. A great club. Yeah. He goes, hey, man, uh, these would talk about me getting a raise. And I went, huh? He goes, yeah, they even talk about me getting, about time when I get a raise, man. I go, what? the club or me? Yeah. Because I, mean, I said, no, you, dude, you peaked. This, this job, you've maximized your financial uh, uh, peak with me. I said, your raise is leaving me and headlining your own shit. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm giving you like packed audiences every night. Grab those fans. Yeah, yeah. Make them yours. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to do the work, I guess, but I don't know. I was like, whoa. I had another guy didn't want to help him merch. I was like, dude, you got to help him uh, merch, So it's all bro. part of like the team thing, yeah. you know? I, dude, that's what he said. What's my job description? I go, job description. make Gary's life easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, I'm like this. You don't complain but when dude, we're going out to eat. You can use the spot. Very beneficial. The guy I do a podcast with uh, opens for me a lot on the road, but he's, he, he smashes. But what he does is... He just, all the time during the pandemic, he's rolling with me to city to city. It's fun as fuck. That's my boy, Michael Blaustein. Good guy. Very funny. But then he would film all the shows and he would get clips. And he would get clips and he would just find the clip and just keep posting and posting and posting. He's able to build up his audience just by getting those, those 20 to 25 minute sets. And now he's just posting clips. And now he's moving tickets on his own. But, it's like, but he, he saw the opportunity. He's like, I don't see myself as an opener, but I'm a funny dude. That's my homie. We do a podcast together. Makes sense. I'll roll with him. And then he just clipped it out. And then just like, you're hanging out with your friends, you're doing fun shows, and you got content to post. Right. 
It's like an internship almost. Dude, you basically, whoever that guy, what'd you say his name was? Michael Blaustein. We do a podcast together. Sorry about that. Stiff I, mean, socks, I just yeah. completely downgraded that dude. Say his name one more time. We'll just Michael Blaustein. Michael Blaustein. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. did what I told everybody to do that's on the road with me. Right. I literally told them, I said, dude, put clips up. Whatever the fuck you want to do with your 25 minutes, do it. You know, however you want to captivate the audience. It's like, here, here's my, you're, as Gary, like, this is my audience, right? Whatever, if, if you get uh, more fans from them, great. If not, whatever, you know, it's like you're doing shows every night. And put that, and don't worry about, especially when you're at the feature stage. I've literally had guys tell me, like, nah, I'm saving it. For what? Oh, the clips? For what? Like, yeah, if you're not moving tickets, it doesn't even matter because like, you can post a video and then still do that bit because nobody's. You could do it on Showtime or HBO or Netflix. You yeah. literally can. I'm like yeah. this. I'm, but still, I'm like this. Dude, but aren't you going to get bored? You don't want to be telling the same jokes five years later. What happens then? You keep doing that bit and then you get tired of that bit and then you should never do that bit and it's never posted. I have so many of those. I was like, I should have just posted that. Man. Or what? I was talking, I had Ari Spears on the podcast and we were talking about that. And he, he told me about it. He was in Dallas and he had Tony Romo. And like Des Bryant showed up. Yeah. He goes, and he was just going in on him. I said, dude, why weren't you filming that show? Yo, yeah. I said, that that would have went viral in Dallas alone. Yeah. At that time. Dude, I, goes, saw one, I, uh, I saw somebody did that with uh, Steph Curry up in the Bay Area. This guy, Lewis Bell, he did it. It was like Steph Curry's in the, it was like a. That was, I was on that show. Were you? That was uh, Boogie was, Cousins. Yeah, yeah. That was but like, cousins. dude, if Steph Curry's in for all fucking recorded on my iPhone, I'll do selfie camera. Be like, yeah. this is Steph Curry. Like anything, but that's yeah. what that's what it is. It's just like there's so much good. I did. They took it. They edited it out. Did, yours? Yeah. I was talking about um, Aisha sucking on his balls. Oh. <laughs> was she there? Oh, they were dying. Oh, was, wow. I, the way I worded it, it was very respectful. But they were just like, that's crossing the line. They were the dying. Line. They were dying. Here's like, the thing. If Steph if you, was dying like this. Like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, yeah, yeah. but I can't. Here's the thing. If they were having a bad season, they would have been like, yeah, who gives a fuck, right? But the fact that they're, they're good, they're like, yeah, okay. Like, that's, yeah, that's our guy. That's our guy. Let's not piss him off. We need him. Don't leave. Don't leave. Yeah, that was, what, 2019? No, that, like, they, not Curry them took it out. Like, the network took it out. Because it, it ended oh. up airing. It ended up airing on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And... Your your boy Lewis Bell, he just took it. He did what your other guy did. He, yeah, he knew they were filming, did it, and I don't know if he knew he would air or not, but he took it and Great. ran with it. That's all you got to do. And that show, literally, I think uh, Mike Epps had a bit that went very viral on that one. Yeah, yeah. I had a bit, and like your boy had a bit, and it was all regional. Yeah, like I was talking about the difference between Raider fans and 49er fans. Great, I can do that in any city, but it's gonna hit in that city. Crazy, right? And then. Mike did Mike did something about Draymond Green, and then you got yeah. It's just spell. like when else are you gonna be have the opportunity where Steph Curry is like there and like noticeably in the front row where, mm -hmm. where it's like right there you can say something. About yeah, it. unless you're Chappelle, and then every celebrity comes. Yeah, to every his show. whole front row has an Oscar. <laughs> I was in Atlanta like two weeks before he did the Atlanta Comedy Theater. Mm -hmm. It's a little comedy club. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. And everybody shut up for Chappelle, and I went, "Where the fuck are you guys?" And I was there. It was like, I looked up, it was Killer Mike, 2 Chains, T.I. It was everybody that's anybody in Atlanta was there. Uh, uh, and I'm uh, like, hey, uh, guys, I was just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you guys are going to come? You have like a Division Three <laughs> Braves player come out? <laughs> Gary, love your stuff. You're like, yeah, but you're not even verified, bro. You think I, I give a shit? <laughs> I have B.O.B. came out. That's funny. You, 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 I feel like you have a lot, crazy amount of con connections with all that. You have, like with people just coming through to your show. Um, so I feel like you, your network is just very va like vast. It's kind of just like anyone and everyone in the in the entertainment space. I don't know about entertainment, sports for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Got real cool with a lot of. Well, it, I'm showing my age. A lot of guys are retired now, but 
that's Love still it. cool. Go to Marie yeah. Calendars together. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm like, yeah. I'm the, I know the coaching staff and but the announcers. You, you, no. Right, but you're from um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So, yeah, if you, you rep Cincy hard. So anybody who plays for a Cincy team, whether it's Reds or Bengals, like, they're going to be like, that's our guy. Yeah. That's, our, that's our comedian, you know, that's yeah. our dude. They had, I mean, it, especially now the Bengals came around finally, man. They got Dude, I was on the flight from uh, Cincinnati to L.A. The day, the day before the Super Bowl. I got out of college out of Cincy. And the whole flight, it was, I mean, this was the day before the Super Bowl. Is it who day? Who day? Yeah. Who day? Who day? Oh, um, bro. I mean, the captain said it one time. Everybody's <laughs> losing their fucking mind. It was wild. It and was, you didn't know what it meant? Uh, my, my friend at the time was from Cincy, so he vaguely, I was like texting him. I was like, bro, what is all this? What are you yelling a bunch of shit? Please help me out, man. I was just sitting there with my headphones on, just like hiding, just not pretending. Because I don't really care too much about sports, but it was, it was nuts. I was like, bro. If if it was the opposite, LA was flying to Cincy and the Super Bowl was in Cincy, there'd be like three people on there, like go Rams, I guess. Right. But that's we've been waiting thirty some years. Yeah, I, I think you guys should have won. Like the, like the amount of city pride. Like if the Bengals would have won, they would have shot your governor for fun and be like, mm. yeah, and just like flip the couch instead. Like that. Like it would have been nuts. The whole city would have celebrated. I was so ready. LA was over the next Monday. They're like, cool, cool, cool. But why are gas prices so high? We were so fucking close, bro. I mean, look at. It. Yeah, oh, yeah. So no, dude, you, you guys flows. deserved it. You guys and Joe Burrow, good dude. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. This didn't float before Joe Burrow got there. Wow. I could not get that to work, and Joe Burrow got here, and I'm like, now I can get really. It. I mean, it always worked. I couldn't get it to work. Yeah. But it's weird how a quarterback can change everything. Not, it's no nah, problem. Look, dude, watch he... Bink. I watch this. Joe Burrow. Just the amount of by the powers invested in Joe Burrow. Right there. But no, it was, dude, it was, seeing that live was cool. Being in the, in, on the flight and just everybody walking up, hootay, hootay. It was powerful. Oh my gosh. Powerful. Taking me back. Yeah. Fuck. We're still fucking close. It's whatever, man. Hey. I don't want, um, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you for having me. It was a good yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like we're bio like related. Like we really? look very alike, isn't it? Like. Really? You know, we look a lot alike. <laughs> like if we both went to like uh, the Grove right now and just walked yeah. side by side, people would be like, "Oh, y- y'all looking for men's and baby gap together?" Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think that if we didn't went on a tour together right now, people would be like, "The father son, but internet, whatever the hell it could be called." But, and then yeah. we get Justice Zakora. Oh yeah, just to right? show up. Yeah, both of us look like we get sunburned easy. Like I know what it is, you know. Fuck yeah, I do. The SPF fifty five. Do you like black girls? I have slept with a black girl. No, yeah. but do you like them? Like, yeah, yeah. that's you going. I got I'm a girl now. About, no, exclusive. I got a girl now, but uh, she's white. Mm-hmm. See, I, <sighs> the last thing I'll say before I get out of here, um, I was thinking I was with a black chick maybe like 2016. You slept here. with a black chick in 2016? <laughs> Dude, I just remember I just graduated college and I was out here. Yeah. And, and I was, I just remember we're hooking up and. I go to like, kind of be like, oh, let's go, do-, you know, a little doggy style, right? Yeah. And she looks at me, and I'll never forget this moment. She goes, I don't think you can handle that. Really? Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, Mr. Gary Owen, I couldn't. You couldn't? It was not. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it was, ass was bouncing too much? Crazy. I was in there for maybe That's six it. to seven seconds, and then I just, and I remember it was her birthday. Because afterwards, <laughs> she goes, so I don't get any birthday present? And I was like, she asked for a birthday present? Well, because I finished, and it was like six seconds. Oh. And then she's like, so, so am I going to— You didn't rep? You didn't dude, rep. I was so—I felt bad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I should have lasted long. I don't—I I, should have had my Wheaties this morning. Um, 
But what's what so that? funny is the fact that she was like, I don't think you can handle this. And then my dumbass, like, cocky brain, I was like, nah, I got this. And I didn't have it. I did not fumble the ball. It's amazing. Fumble the ball on the one-yard line. <laughs> not the story top. Because I feel like I keep doing that with you this episode. Yeah, yeah, Please, please do. Please tag do. onto your story. It's not yeah, a better yeah. story. It's just a different story. I just remember there was one black girl that never slept with a white guy before. And we get in the bed, and I'm 21, 22. I just remember she goes, yeah. Like, literally, like, a, in this tense moment, and she's like, I think she grabbed my hand. She goes, yeah, you better fuck this black pussy. <laughs> the way she said it was like, oh, my God. I, I literally felt like I want to be like, hey, 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 I've had this before. This isn't new to me. Like, the way she said it was, yeah, I'm and, and letting you do this. You better fuck it. And like, did you? Yeah, but I've done it before. <laughs> I was like this. I want to be like, hey, hold on, hold on. I don't think you know who you're dealing with right now. Like, <laughs> this is what I do. Like, this is Gary Coolowen <laughs> over here. Right? It's like this. You're not the first. But, but, or were you already giving it to her all and you're like, this, I'm, I'm, I'm redlining. I'm tapping out. No, I'm giving you getting, it all. We were just getting started. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. You better. F no, she goes, yeah, fuck this. I think she did grab my head and her eyes like, yeah. Fuck this black pussy. I was like this. I know that's that's what I do. That's yeah. I, I got I went I approached it's my you, closing remember? bit on stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You remember? I came up to you. Yeah. yeah. Your number. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, okay. Yeah. Right. Never saw her again, but it was fun for one well, night. She's somewhere doing a podcast in Oxford, Ohio. About, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ohio. Talking about. That's where it was. <laughs> yeah. She didn't live there. But we had to out, get a uh, hotel room there because I couldn't take her back to the trailer park or anything like that. Yeah. You know. So. Hey, gotta do what you gotta do. All right, man. Well, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, dude. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah. It was a great time. See you. <laughs> we end silent every time. <laughs>